bit of a theme going on this morning. It was kind of interesting. We heard Pastor Ben, you know, him, the whole singing thing going on. That's got to be the first time that I've ever heard anybody sing sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, it was very, um, but it was very, like, in the song. Like, it was just, you were singing it melodiously. I'm sorry. It was very good. I just, first time I ever heard that. Remember, you heard it here first uh, at Arlington Woods. Um, if you're wondering whether, you know, does he always get that emotional over things like this, the answer is yes. Like, I die in a puddle when, I, when our kids got married, and, um, you know, when I got married, it was just like, yeah, it was not because of sadness or anything like that, it's just the, what goes on in the heart. And I never know whether I'm going to lose it or not. Like, I'm just, I'm just as cool as cucumber in my office up there, and then I die in a puddle up here. I just, there's no rhyme or reason for it. It's just that I'm a high feeler kind of a guy. Anyways, having said all of that, we're going to talk this morning just a little bit. We're finishing up our series on defining our faith. We've been talking about our logo, which is in front of you there. And the passage of scripture that we, we're going to take a look at is one that many of you would have memorized. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Maybe this is one of the first passages that you ever learned. You memorized in Sunday school. Um, maybe you're just learning it. British Bible teacher G. Campbell Morgan said that when he was leaving home for the very first time, his father pressed a note into his hand as he was, as he was shaking it. And when Campbell Morgan unfolded it, he rediscovered that it contained just one verse of scripture. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Looking back years later, on that note, he noticed that there was nothing else written there in that passage of Scripture. There was no comment um, to it, he said, except the comment of his father's godly life. In all that we do, what I've been thinking about these days is leaving a legacy. Not just a pastoral legacy, as important as that is, but a, a living legacy of who you are and the things that God has taught you that you're passing on to the next generation. How do we do that? This logo that we have as a denomination, as a church, and we've been talking about, is more than something that is just put on a wall. As you can see, these beautiful stained glass. It's more than that. It is something that is written on our hearts. And how we solve problems and how we work through things. That logo encapsulates the things that are about us. Who we are. Communion and the importance of communion and us being unified and us being all that God has for us to be by using scripture and tradition and reason and our experience. All of those things make us who we are. In all your ways, submit to him and he'll make your paths straight. Looking back years later, oh, that's, a, that's what, uh, I already said that. This text is strikingly simple. If I could just read it. This text is strikingly simple. There's nothing difficult about it. 
It can be understood by the youngest believer, but plunged to the depths of it by the oldest saint of God. It's good for everybody in between. These words will stick to our soul because they speak to a great need that we all feel. And that is the need for guidance. The need for guidance. Proverbs 3 verse 5, 6 is a short course in knowing God's will for your life. If you learn what this passage is teaching and you begin to apply it to your daily life, you'll see a profound difference in your life and those around you. There are five key words that we want to take a look at this morning. And the first one is trust. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. The word trust in Hebrew means to lean with a full body, to lay upon, to rest your full weight upon. Think about it as you fall into your bed this afternoon, those of you who have fellowship with your mattress this afternoon, or you lay out on the couch, you put your full support on that. You don't just, you know, you're not doing push-ups on that. You are putting your full weight onto it. This word means put your full weight on something, like stretching yourself out. To trust the Lord is to rest your whole weight upon him, depend on him completely. Trust. Second word is lean. Lean not on your own understanding. To lean means to rest upon something. And some of us came in with a cane today. Some of us came in with a walker. Somebody was, some of us may have been leaning into somebody. It helps us when we're unsteady. This word is used for like leaning against a tree. Just sitting back and just, you know, you have something just to lean against. You don't necessarily put all your weight on there. You got some weight on your legs, but you're, you're, you use it as an assist. Trust. Lean. Lean not on your own understanding. Understanding refers to the, the mental processes by which you analyze a problem. Some of us are really good at this. You know, you give them a problem and all of a sudden you just see their head starting to whirl and you realize they're not, they're not really in the same room as you anymore. They're somewhere else. They have the ability to break it down smaller as they make that decision. Early in the morning, some of you are list people while you're drinking your coffee because you don't do anything before you drink your coffee. Which while you're sitting there, you write out your list. Some of you are like Sunday night, you're mapping out your whole week. How many of you do that? Sunday night, yeah, look at you, there's a few of you, wonderful, that's okay, I do, I do that as well, and each day I write out my list. You use it anytime you plan your life to solve a problem. Understanding is the decision-making ability that God has given to you. When you take the word lean and bring in the idea of understanding, then you add the negative, the meaning is something like this. Use all your mental powers, but don't you dare lean on them for total support. God's given you a brain, use your brain, but don't you dare totally lean on that. Trust in the Lord. Don't trust your own ability to figure out your life. Lean instead on the Lord. Rest your weight on him. Trust, lean, understanding, forth, in all your ways submit to him. This word deserves extra consideration because the word submit can be hard to understand. In the Hebrew, this word is an imperative command. You could translate it by saying this, in all your ways know him. The Hebrew word means to know deeply and intimately, not just some surface level. It's the kind of knowing that comes with personal experience. In all your ways know him. The Hebrew word means to know deeply and intimately. 
It's like married couples or people who have known each other for many years and they're able to finish each other's sentences. They know that they like dill pickles or not and why they like dill pickles. We had this conversation just yesterday. Does it matter? No. I just wanted to know, do you, do you really like dill pickles or not? Because there's times now that you don't like dill pickles. Why is that? I just want to know. And seen in that light, we might translate verse 5 this way. In all your ways, know God intimately, deeply, personally. And when you know God that way, in every area of your life, he will direct your paths. He will make your paths straight. Number five, he will make your paths straight. Imagine that you're driving along a road that appears to be impassable. The road winds through the mountains and down and up and around through the valleys and through the swamps. It goes back and forth on the switchbacks. And as you travel, you discover that portions of the road are washed out. You discover that some have potholes and there's others that are blocked by huge boulders. And still other parts of that road appears to be like a dead end. Potholes, twists and turns, sections that appear to be going nowhere. That's the way life is. Have you experienced that? Are you experiencing that now? You're kind of going, holy cow, what a morning. This is crazy. What am I going to do? Here's God's message to you from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. If you will know God's will in every area of your life, he will take personal responsibility to make your way smooth and straight. He will recover, he will remove the optics, obstacles, obstacles if they need to be removed. He's going to fill in the potholes if they need to be filled. He will redirect the detour so that it'll seem that those dead ends are not dead ends anymore. All you have to do is to trust in the Lord. Lay yourself completely on him for full support. Don't lean for support on your own human understanding. Last night we had the opportunity to speak with someone who has terminal cancer just seeing their faith over the course of the last number of years, his twists and turns. I am blessed to be called his brother-in-law. I have seen God work in and through him. And yet the diagnosis, the prognosis looks terrible. And yet he says, I will trust in God. I'll lean not on my own understanding in all my ways. Trust in him. God will make a way. In all your ways, know God intimately. He will take the path of your life that seems up and down and turned around sometimes. The curves that go backwards, he will make your way straight. That's the promise of the almighty God. Philip Yancey's definition, when he's talking about faith, he says, faith means believing in advance what will only make sense in reverse. We want to know why things happen the way that they do and, and why couldn't things have happened some other way. By faith, we see things that are invisible to others. By faith, we believe in advance those things that right now make no sense, but one day will make sense because we will view them in reverse. Some of us, as we look back over the last six months, even the last few months, we go, man, I feel like I've been living in a living hell. I want to say in the midst of that, that God knows all about what you're going through and wants to lead you into that new future. In and out of that adversity, he wants to raise you up. The world says, seeing is believing. 
God says believing is seeing. We believe, therefore we see. There are times in our life when we truly, uh, we don't know the next step that we need to, to make. And I just want to tell you that sometimes that is the best place for you to be. You've got it all planned out. You don't need God. Just continue on your way. Just continue to live the way that you are. The reason that you don't know some of the things that lie ahead and you don't know why you've gone through it is because you must not need to know because when you do need to know, you'll know. God will show you. If God is God, that must be true. The Bible says in all your ways, know God intimately, know him deeply, know him personally, know him to that depth, know him with that kind of intimacy. Reality says this, when we get up in the morning, we say, oh God, help me. I'm busy today. I've got so much to do, Lord, I don't even have time to pray. So here's my list. Here's my list. Oh, I see there's some people here this morning. That's what you do. That's what I do too sometimes. And I wonder why at the end of the day, I feel a little bit frustrated inside. The logo is more than a logo when it lives in our heart. You are that brand. You are what that encapsulates. And the call is to live intimately with your God. Sometimes we wonder why our days are frustrated. Some, some of us, maybe many of us, go through life leaning almost completely on our own understanding. We like to be in control. I'm one of that number. I don't like things when, when things are out of control. I like to know what's going on. I like to be in charge of my own destiny. This passage is a warning to all of us who lay out life the way that we want it and then say, here, God, stamp it with your blessing. Because I'm going to go out and I'm going to do it for you. God says, I don't work that way. Some of us have found that out that the hard way. I have found that out the hard way. Know me first. Put me first in everything. Including all of your plans, all of your thinking, all of your scheming. Put me first. And I then will make your path straight. If you want to know God's will in everything that you do, know God. Get to know him intimately. But we all want a formula. Oh, give me a formula. Pastor, I want the three things that I need to do. Give me three steps. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 through 6 tells us that the secret formula is a relationship with God and that will be enough. That will be enough. We want to reduce our relationship to God to a formula. God says, know me. Spend time with me. Put me first in every area of your life because when you do, I'll take care of the rest of the details. We're hung up on the decisions of life. Should I go here? Should I go there? Should I marry this person or that? Should I take this job or, or should I say no? Here in this passage, in one sentence, God is much less concerned with what you do 
than with the kind of person you are. So when you say, Lord, should I go here or should I go there, you're asking the wrong question. The question is not where are you going to go, but what kind of person you're going to be when you land there. Anybody say amen to that? The question is not should I marry, but what kind of person I'm going to be when I marry. What kind of person am I going to be? And while you're wrestling with the question of relocation, God wants to know, are you going to be that man or that woman wherever you go? When you leave this place, are you still going to serve me? And if you decide to put God first in everything, it doesn't matter where you live. And if you're not going to put God first in everything, it doesn't matter where you live either. You still take you with wherever you are. So have you decided to put God first? We focus all our energy on decisions. God says, know me, and I'll take care of the details. Isn't that something that should bring relief? At the end of the day, God is going to be responsible for where we go and for what we do. And at the end of the day, when, when, when we were, I was working through this decision, there were lots of days I would go from this place after church on Sunday. I'd say, oh God, I just feel so great. I just love what's happening in this church. I love all the things that are happening. I know I can hang on. I know I can hang on. And there was something inside that says God has something far greater for you in the future than I can deliver for you. I can't wait to see and to experience all that God is going to do in this next person that's coming along. I don't know who it is, but I know that God does. And I can get excited about that. I just have to be obedient to what God's calling me. And the church will need to be obedient to what God is calling you. And to not be afraid of what the future looks like, of what you're walking into, because it seems a little bit dark right now. I just want to say, I know that God who holds the future is the one that will light the path when it's time. That will happen. A few years ago, I heard someone say that, the, that most of our decisions aren't going to matter 10,000 years from now. What a liberating way to look at life. The next time you face a tough decision... Ask yourself, will it really matter in 10,000 years? 99% of what you worried about this week isn't going to matter 10,000 years from now. But what will matter is that you've decided in all your ways to know God. And that's what will be really, that'll be what's really important and what will really matter. In light of this text, what is the will of God for your life? To know God in everything. To see him present everywhere. And in everything to live in total surrender to him. The most important thing is not the decisions you make. The most important thing is your, is your relationship with God. And I just want to say, the closer you get to God, the easier it will be for God to guide you in the way that he wants you to go. There are many times, just as a little, little gaffer, I just remember there were times when I was a little bit afraid. You know, I would just, I remember it was either, either we were driving in the car, we didn't, they probably had seat belts, but none of us ever used those. You know, life, is, life really has come a long ways, right? We would be across the back, you know, the back part of the car there. I don't know what that says about my, parent, my parents, but 
Anyways, but I, I remember being somewhat afraid. Maybe not knowing what lay out there. I would just draw near to my dad. I'd just sort of cuddle in as we were walking somewhere, or I'd crawl up on his lap and be drawn to him. And it was just like all the senses were alive, and I would, I would this seems weird, I would smell my dad, and it was okay. It was okay. Because he would take us to wherever I, I just felt comfort in knowing him. Knowing God means that you're going to use all of your energies for him. Lord, here's my hands. Here's my lips. Here are my eyes. Here are my ears. Here's my feet. Knowing God means taking all that you have and placing it at the disposal of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Proverbs 3 ends with a promise. He will make your path straight. God isn't going to remove the obstacles for you. Through adversity that he, cre- he, he allows for us to grow and to develop. Man, why on earth, God, would you take the roof off of our church? Because I want to see something happen in you and grow in you that you haven't experienced yet. All the other adversity and things that you've experienced, Lord, I would never want to go through that again, but I know that God has allowed for his church to grow and to be the wonderful people that you are and the, and the people that you are. He has made us and he continues to make us into that church that he wants us to be. God rewards those who show regard for him by leading them straight to the right end and removing all the obstacles along the way. We rarely see this in advance. Some of us, we did see it in advance, we wouldn't go there. We just wouldn't go there. GPS is telling us that we're going there. It's all bad. Bad GPS. I'm not going there. Bad GPS. We don't want to see the potholes. The boulders block our view. Sometimes it seems that there's no path at all. But he's going to make a way. No one can say how, how he will do it. There are a thousand ways that he could do it to lead his children. He leads us through delays and detours and miracles, the advice of friends, unexpected opportunities, suddenly closed doors, answered prayer, unanswered prayer, inner impressions, and a still small voice in the night. I've had all of those. You don't see it all at once. On this side, you see the problems. But when you know God, he leads you step by step. And when the journey is done, you'll look back and you'll say, I don't know how I ever got here, from there to here, but I know this. Jesus led me all the way. Doing God's will often involves great uncertainty and periods of deep doubt. But if we're willing to do what he wants us to do, he then takes responsibility to reach into our chaotic lives and out of that make something beautiful. Life is a mysterious journey, full of unexpected twists and turns. The path ahead is mysterious to us. No one can exactly say what's around the next corner. But I'm here to say with confidence, I know the one who does. And he's the one that is leading this church, always has and always will. And unfortunately, over the course of time, some some people will put their faith in a person. And they'll lean too heavy on them. And there'll come a time when that leaning which I found when my, when my dad passed away, when my mom passed away, 
I couldn't rely on their wisdom anymore. I had to go deeper with God. And in those moments, it just draws us closer, closer to him. I want you to know that you can count on him. Remember this. When you need to know, you'll know. If God is God, then that must be true. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for your powerful word. Thank you that you are in this place this morning. I believe that in every time we meet like this, whether it's those that are joining us online or whether it's people that are here this morning, that God, you want to speak to us. If our hearts are open, you're just going to open up a way for us to interact with you. So I don't, I don't know where some of us are this morning as far as our trust level with you or our leaning into you or our understanding of who you are. But Lord, this morning, I just pray that in this house, in our heart, that you would just allow us to trust you, that we would learn not to lean in our own understanding, but in all our ways to submit to you. So Father, for wherever we are this morning, we just lean into you we just lean into you and we just, we want to experience you 